So welcome back and welcome to our storytelling conversation. My name is David Frainer and here with Erica Blumfield for the backstory. Our conversation about storytelling and about the storyteller. <clears throat> Erica, welcome to our conversation. What an amazing story. Just Thank amazing. You. And listening to your story, I was reminded of Joseph Campbell's notion of the hero's journey. In storytelling, we talk about the arc of the story, and Campbell describes in parallel fashion what might be called the arc of the hero's journey. And to me, your story manifests that quality of the heroic art. And I wonder about your thoughts about that. Um, well, I would say that I think I do like stories where there's an arc of um survival at the end somehow like where they have where the hero has the fall and then they pull themselves up and then there there's like redemption at the end i like that structure um in books in general and that was probably um i honed writing like that in college so i'm honored that i you know, that that is how it comes across. Because I'm not, like, when I'm writing, I'm not like, I'm such a hero, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think any of us are, but I just really felt the need to say that your story does demonstrate and is full of that quality of the heroic art. <clears throat> Stepping back a bit from that story, uh, say a little bit more about how you came to storytelling. Was storytelling something that you grew up with, Erica? Or is it something you more came to later on? Well, it seems I like it would be related to your acting career, but those aren't exactly the same thing. True. Um, well, I was always very into stories. Ever since I was a little girl, I would always ask my grandmother, for instance, like very detailed stories about how she met my grandfather. And then, you know, what was it like when my, you know, aunt won this big award for her accordion playing and was on television or just like, I always wanted to know exciting aspects of my family history and piece it all together. And I, I was, I liked to, I, I took the role in my family as like the entertainer and things were challenging growing up and there was a lot of volatility. But if I started telling a story or if I could come up with a joke, like sometimes that would help the dynamic at home. And so I also had like great teachers, I think, that really inspired me. Um, I had an acting and writing teacher named Susan Cinnamon. And when I took her classes, she was so creative. She took me to New York one weekend and I saw like a bunch of plays and she just, yeah. So I had good mentors. And then I continued at NYU writing and acting. And then I was very interested in one person shows because it was like the 90s. And that was very big. Like John Leguizamo had a show on Broadway. I was obsessed with uh, Search for Signs of Intelligent Life, Life Forms in the Universe, Lily Tomlin, you know. Um, and I was just like, oh, I want to do that. And then I did it. And then I had my break and then I came back to it when you know when my friend moved here and we reconnected. 
Um, also, you took part in Joe Quint's Choose Your Own Religion podcast, which yeah. sounds interesting. <laughs> and Erica, as a minister, I can say that the idea of choosing your own religion is something that Unitarian Universalists get. In many ways, religious leaders were, if not the first storytellers, at least early ones. And I wonder if you could share with us something about how you came to that Choosing Your Own Religion podcast and the role of storytelling in it. Sure. Well, I, I was raised Jewish and I definitely um, have a connection to it very strongly, like culturally still. Um, I don't practice like a traditional form of religion, but I think I have had an ex uh, interesting exposure that kind of like became a mosaic of what I believe. Um, I went to a Quaker school, so I was so fortunate to grow up with this very positive, you know, peaceful, um, accepting, open community that was really fostered at the school I went to at a young age. And we went once a week, we had meeting for worship and it really impressed upon me. Um, they always explained it that if you wanna to stand to speak, that's wonderful because you sit in silence and then someone can stand to speak. Um, but they said, but only if you feel an impression within you, like this like burning desire, like, you, you know, that you need to share. I mean, maybe it was a tactic too. They didn't want every kid getting up, but <laughs> no, no, it was. So it really impressed upon me this um, depth of emotion that's related to belief. And when it's, uh, you know, how, and then I moved on to, in college I read and later in life was inspired by Eastern philosophy. Um, I took Taoism and would be in, I always found peace in the philosophy of being like water and finding your way and, um, that we have obstacles. So if you think of like a rock and you're the water, the water does goes around and it seeps through and it, and it goes under and over. And I think my whole life, I, most of my life had to find ways around the rock, which I think is pretty universal. I think we all feel that way. We got to find our way around the rock. Agreed. And that leads me in a way to the next section. I learned online that you took part in a podcast called Mental Health Mondays. And I take it that that's a podcast that advocates for mental health and healing. Yes. And as a minister, I did training in pastoral care and counseling and grounded with my own inner struggles that informed my ministry. And it seems to me that your work dealing with mental health issues is really, as John Lovering would say, is really admirable and really important. What part does storytelling play in that for you? As far as how, like therapeutically, is that, wait, I lost. Uh, well, I guess I'm asking about the Mental Health Mondays. Sure. Is that, is that like a form of storytelling or does it, how does the storytelling relate to that? 
podcast. Okay, so Mental Health Mondays is a podcast show that is produced by a wonderful advocate. Uh, she's a board member at NAMI San Fernando Valley. Um, her name is Hannah Sussman, and she produces the show. And they have people come on and talk about mental health. Uh, so someone like me who personally experienced it, parents of children, um, you know, educators, men, uh, medical professionals, that specifically on that show. And yeah, that was what Mental Health Mondays was about. And I think it. I think these are very positive shows because they're bringing attention to to you know how the experience is is so vast and that we need services and you know you're not alone and so people can tune in and find comfort there and help. Turning back to the process of storytelling. <clears throat> Because you mentioned that you've had good coaches and you've done work with writing along the way. So, Erica, do you have a specific way that you prepare a story um, or does it change given the kind of story you're telling? No, I have a definite process. And what is that? Share that with us if you would. Obsession. <laughs> what do you no, mean? I mean, that? I think at this point, um, for me, I realized that like, I love writing. It's my favorite thing to do. And so why would I stop myself over the years because of fear and insecurity and all of these things. So I worked really hard at the, to remind myself always that I write because I love it. And that's why I'm doing it. And I, I pretty, I wake up at five o'clock in the morning and I write in the early hours. I try and write, you know, between five and eight. It's just like, I'm too tired for an inner critic. I, I'm completely, I feel completely like raw and open and unaffected by anything that's happened yet. And I'm just completely able to channel like the emotion I feel and the comedy and the tragedy and my stories that way. So is your storytelling based on writing? Do you write first and then work up the story off of the writing? That's oh, that's a good question, too. Yeah, because when I first uh, now it's all writing. I write. I Yes, I I'm, I tend to write it first. I really enjoy yeah. developing it that way, although a lot of times in Los Angeles we had mics and I would try material out and record it and maybe I'd get a line or two or an idea. So but then I would go back home and write a draft. My last question, Erica, as we begin to draw to a close of our backstory is always the same. <clears throat> Part of our mission is to encourage newbies, new storytellers or people who are almost new storytellers. What advice would you give someone who's uh, new to storytelling or thinking of just dipping their toe in the water? Tell those stories that you're burning to tell. And everyone's got one or multiple and storytellers heal yourself and others, and it creates community. So just do it, let go of the fears or insecurities or doubts because do it if you love to write and tell because we should all do what we love. Amen to that. 
Well, friends, this brings us to the end of our conversation. Thank you, Erica, so much for your story and our backstory conversation. And we, I, we are looking forward to more in the future. <clears throat> and this brings us to the end of our show. Thanks to our True Tales Live team, whose names appear in the scroll. Keep up to date with True Tales Live through our website, our Facebook page, and our e-newsletter, True Tales Times, which you can sign up for on our website. As Amy mentioned, our next show is Tuesday, December 28th, our winter holiday show. Our next workshop next week, December 7th, 7 to 8.30. And if you are considering telling a story, we encourage you to attend a workshop. The Zoom sign-up is on our website. And also on our website are our themes for 2022. Check them out. We hope one or more of our themes will inspire a story in you. <clears throat> Edited by John Levering, tonight's show will be posted on PPM TV's YouTube channel, will be posted on SoundCloud, and will be broadcast in Portsmouth on Channel 98. Tell your friends to look for it, and please urge them to sign up for our newsletter, a great way to keep in touch. In the hero's journey, Joseph Campbell writes, the journey of the hero is about the courage to seek the depths, the uncanny discovery that the seeker is the mystery which the seeker seeks to know. And I did, discerning the depths, unwrapping interior mysteries. That's also the work, the calling, if you will, of authentic storytelling, and it can be transformative. That's our program for tonight. Thanks to our tellers and our crew and you. My name is David Frainer. Good night.